0: i'm rebecca broppel and this is seo in 2024.
1: rebecca what's your number one seo tip for 2024. in
0: 2024 i think the key thing in seo is that we are going to need to be increasingly adaptable as we've seen in the past couple years or specifically this year a lot of things, particularly in technical SEO, are still the same. We're still doing sort of the usual stuff, uh, looking at crawlability, redirections, JavaScript, internal linking, automation, site speed. But we see so many examples of recent changes that mean people in the SEO space need to adapt to a new way of doing those same things. So that can be things from, like, traffic from Discover, which has become so prevalent for certain sites, the inclusion of Chat GPT other large language models, and how we use AI in what we do every day. Elements related to the generative search experience promoted by Google and how that changes the SERPs and what that means for SEO. Uh, We've seen recently major core algorithm updates, the second stage of the helpful content updates. Earlier this year in 2023, uh, GA Universal Analytics was phased out towards GA4, and so on. Things that mean that we are still trying to do the same things with what we hope is still the same data, but those have evolved, and in ways that we didn't necessarily have the ability to predict even a year ago. They're things that are logical, but we can't say right now, oh yeah, now that I see that that was logical, I know how to predict what's coming next year. So we are definitely going to have to be ready for that type of changes that will impact how we do things.
1: Interesting, and certainly ready to adapt again because it's just changing more rapidly. Uh, as the uh, days and weeks go by.
0: So some of the things that have really impacted some of our users at Oncrawl have been technologies. So we mentioned AI. So both websites and search engines are using different technologies today, whether that's how they render things. We've seen a lot of headless uh, CMSs and how you have to adapt to that data itself. So search engines are providing different data. We need different data from them. A lot of our users have access to different data within their companies, so they might have uh, more data from other departments, they have more data on pricing, they have just general uh, company-wide data and different supports for big data. And none of this is particularly new, but it's, what's new is how broadly it's impacting SEOs. So even if we look at BigQuery, not every single SEO is going to be telling you right now, oh, I use BigQuery. But given its implications in Google Looker Studio, uh, even in Search Console exports, that is definitely something that's a tool and a type of organization of data that is today something that's much more important than it was before. So rather than learning new formulas in Excel, maybe you should be looking at SQL.
1: In your summary of different tools that you recommended there, you touched upon Google Discover. Um, So if if an SEO um, isn't really focused on Google Discover, how would you summarize it? And um, you mentioned that it was bringing in a lot of traffic for certain types of websites or industries. So what websites or industries can take advantage of that?
0: We see a lot of people, basically, Discover is a type of result fed to certain users, so it's highly customized, mostly articles, so all articles, only articles are eligible for this, and it's sort of a news feed for an individual. So media sites that publish news are extremely interested in this because in a lot of cases they've seen that when an article is featured on Discover, it just essentially goes viral, and you can get much more traffic from that in some cases than in others. The question then is, how do you get an article on Discover and how does that relate to SEO? So at OnCall, some of my coworkers have really been looking into that for individual clients and also for groups of clients, which then allow them to be able to generalize. So what's been really interesting about that in terms of adaptability is that we thought when we started this, that we were going, well, this is going to lead to product development for OnCrawl. So the tools that people need to look at Discover and how it relates to SEO are going to really need to be new things that need to change. And in fact, what we saw was that the platform that we have allows you to be able to look at that yourself. So we can use Discover information in OnCrawl as it is. And we found that there are correlations to certain SEO elements, not always specifically and across the board, but what stands out is if you rank well, you will do well in Discover. If you don't rank well, you have no chance. So even for a single website, articles that do well in search results immediately will do well in Discover and vice versa. Those that don't, don't.
1: And another area that you need to adapt to and be on top of is your analytics. And a major change in that over the last year or so has been GA4. So what has GA4 meant for SEO?
0: Uh, GA4 is a complicated thing for SEOs. Uh, I think that is one of the best examples of how Adaptability needs to be one of our key focuses in 2024. We have seen so many people, and my team is one of them. Personally, that's been one of those things as well. Struggle with how to change the mindset from sessions and users to events, which is one of the main differences between how analytics information was captured and reported in Universal Analytics and how it's captured and reported in GA4. And again, this is not different information. It's still analytics information. It still gives us the same learnings and insights at the end, but we've had to figure out how to learn what are the best resources to figure out how to understand this and then how to adapt our processes to that. We did update our analytics connector for Google to support GA4 information. Um, some of the things are actually really interesting because it brought us new metrics but we've kept all of the old ones. So that sort of adaptability allows you to have a continuity, but not everyone's using GA4, which is actually something that I really like about that. It forced us to all look at what information are we capturing as analytics? What information there is useful? um, And how do I get that particular part of the information that I'm looking for, for my SEO purposes? So we've seen people move to um, Matomo, a couple other supports, and they are still able to use crawl, which our objective there is to make sure that you can blend analytics data with SEO data to be able to understand which SEO metrics actually have an impact on SEO traffic that comes to your site, which SEO metrics actually impact that traffic, which optimizations should you be prioritizing in order to impact SEO traffic. And that is, that traffic element is something that you can get from analytics. And so when we look at analytics for technical SEO, that element is what we really want to be able to preserve. And that hasn't required product development or evolution. And that hasn't required SEOs to abandon the entire idea of analytics. Instead, it has asked us just to be adaptable, to look for other ways to collect that particular information.
1: And talking about organic traffic, the way that Google SERP is displayed has changed a lot over the years, but there have been significant changes recently. We've got search generative experience and we've got um, AI driven results, direct answers as well. How does an SEO adapt uh, to measure the traffic or brand awareness that comes as as a result of an AI result?
0: And I think that's actually the key question that is going to come up in the next couple of years. Like, If you look, if you step back for a minute and look at what has been the key metric for SEO success, in a first evolution of the internet, the internet was just a bunch of connections between content. Those connections are links, and links were the main money of SEO. You needed links, and without links, you got absolutely nowhere. But that was the first iteration. And you see comments recently, which has say a whole debate over are links still a major ranking factor? Maybe they are, maybe they aren't, but it's very, very clear that for certain parts, and even for Google, that's not the way the world operates anymore. In a second period, we got to the web 2.0, and social elements, shareability, content itself, really became king. So content is king. And the key element was to have shareable content that could be transformed, reused, and shared. And that desirability is one of the things that you looked for in SEO. So you got a lot of clickbait titles, a lot of listicles, uh, lots of blogs supporting that content. Then we've moved into sort of a hyper-personalization of search results, where you get re-ranking algorithms in Google, you get the influence of search intent, You get a machine understanding of what the content represents. So we need to be able to provide, in addition to links, which are less important, in addition to content shareability, which is less important. What is more important is how we communicate the core of the information that is on a page, why we are talking about a subject and what is our expertise in that. And those elements, which are already present, we already look at schema. Schema has been around for ages. We already look at EAT. It's been years. It's even become from EAT, and we're looking at E-E-A-T now. When we look at SGE, search generative experience, when we look at personal adaptation, so where you're searching from, the type of device, the time of year, the time of day, events around you, all of those elements that inform this personalized search experience, they all require Google to have a very good understanding of what is on your page in order to be able to serve it in the right context. So to me, the technical elements behind how Google is understanding your page are really the key to making sure that you place well tomorrow. However, as you mentioned, they've restructured the page. What a search result is, isn't necessarily the 10 blue links. And that is going to impact then how we need to adapt to how content and how content sources are surfaced in organic research.
1: And what about the soft skills required to me be, be more adaptable? Because it's tough for people who've worked on the same thing maybe for quite a few years and um, love what they're working on and they don't want to change. Are there any particular lessons that uh, these individuals need to take in order to actually become more adaptable?
0: I'm not sure whether this is really a lesson, but it's something we've done a ton of user research this year, um, a ton of market research. And one of the things that comes up again and again among the configuration of SEO teams with our clients and users at Oncall is that our, the model of the SEO or the SEO team that sort of works alone and has to reach out to other teams is much less prevalent that we're seeing more and more people who are, even as small teams, not working alone. They're embedded in other teams. They're cross-functional teams. Often the marketing budget has been reduced, so their SEO-dedicated team members have moved to other projects. But as an SEO, I think the best way to do things is to learn from your coworkers, because your coworkers today, your teammates today, are not necessarily going to be people who've always done the same things that you have in the same way that you have. They are often developers. They're often web designers. They're often product managers for a web product. And they have a different way of looking at things, different priorities and different ways of measuring things. If
1: an SEO is struggling for time, what should they stop doing right now so they can spend more time doing what you suggest in 2024?
0: Since being adaptable is not a task, but sort of a mindset, it's Something, what I think you should stop doing is doing absolutely everything manually. So automate, 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 but automate the right things. There was an example a couple months ago, I think it was the Google Webmaster Hangout in August, September, when somebody's homepage was blocking Googlebot and so was not indexed. The website that was mentioned there would probably have caught this homepage that was blocked in their next audit. But you shouldn't be doing manual audits. You need to be able to free that time up to ideate, to look deeply into certain subjects, and to create new processes by being critical of your own processes. So, your manual audit of basic technical elements shouldn't exist today. You should be scheduling those. You should be setting up notifications that pop up in places where you see them when things aren't working as expected before you actually get to the massive manual action that should reveal those things. So the more adaptable you are, the more you'll see other priorities and opportunities that you really want to be spending your time on. And to me, that's the future of technical SEO. So free up your time by automating what you can so that you can be receptive to areas where you can adapt.
1: Rebecca Burble is Product Marketing Manager at Oncrawl, and you can find her over at oncrawl.com. Rebecca, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2024.
0: Thanks David, it was a pleasure.
1: I've been your host David Bain, get your copy of SEO in 2024 the book over at SEOin2024.com